that said, um, we have a very special guest tonight with us. Um, I've seen his notes. It looks incredible. I'm super excited for you guys to hear it. Let's give him a big round of applause. Pastor Aaron Poor. All right. Man, I like that opening the soda thing. That's like really satisfying sound. Can you guys do that again? Oh, okay. All right. Well, hey, I am glad to be here. And um, I, I, want, I, I want to say something that is uh, fairly like a typical thing that a guest would say when they come and speak um, at something like this. But I really felt like God uh, prompted me to say this. And that is, you guys are in it right now. And when I say in it, I mean you are living the life of God right now. You're not in a waiting room waiting to someday go out and live the life of God. You're not in the batter's box. You're not, you know, you're not what's next. You're what's right now. You guys are in it right now. And God wants to use you now, right now, where you're at who you are. Um, Now, you're in a season of life, and there are other seasons of life, but God wants to use you right now. And I was thinking about what you guys were worshiping. I was thinking about the story of David and Goliath, right? How many of you guys know the story of David and Goliath? I know some of you raised in church people know the story. If you've never heard the story before, it's, it's in the Bible. It's talking about King David before he was king, He was a teenager, just like you. And there's this situation going on where Israel, his country, was in in battle with another country, with the Philistines. And they had one guy that was just destroying everybody. And he was a giant. His name was Goliath. I know you've heard the story of David and Goliath. And everybody was afraid of Goliath. So the best soldiers, the greatest warriors of Israel, they were all shaking in their boots about Goliath because he was so terrifying. He was such a skilled warrior. He was so big. He was so strong. And he was out in the field challenging the whole armies of Israel. And he's like, send me a warrior. Come on. And nobody would go fight him. And David shows up because he's literally just showing up to bring food to his brothers. He's not, he's, not one of the, he's not part of the army. He's just a teenager, right? And he shows up and he hears this guy standing out there mocking his people. And David says this thing that kind of reveals who he really is and what he really understands. And David says... Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that would defy the armies of the living God? And then David, if you know the rest of the story, David goes out there. He takes a slingshot and five stones. And this little teenage shepherd boy kills the greatest warrior of the opposing army. But it's because David understood it wasn't about his age it wasn't about his job. It wasn't about his, uh, his place in his culture. It was about the power of God being on him. 
And it was God's power, not David's power. And David understood that that's how it worked. And he knew that no matter how little he was or how young he was or, and how big Goliath was, Goliath is not bigger than God. So that's not in my notes, but I felt like I was supposed to share that with you guys because the principle is the same. The principle doesn't change. God is in you. The same God that came and helped David win that battle is in you, is with you. So it's not about your age or your experience or things like that. It's about, is God with you? Is God in you? And that's the game changer. So God is using you guys. God is moving in Elevate. I hear the stories. And I know we've got a smaller crowd tonight. We've got people at Camp Comcito. We've got people on vacation. But did you guys know that with this group right here, a, a revolution could happen in this area? Just with a small group of people, if, if you were to say yes to God and give God access to your life, to move through your life, it would change your world. And you, 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 you impact a lot of people. There's people you know that I don't know. You've got neighbors that I don't have. You've got people you know. You've got family members that I don't have. And God would take your life and work through your life and change your world. So God's using you guys. He's moving through you guys. He's speaking to you guys. Did you know that God is speaking to you? Did you know that? Do you know that I'm speaking to you? God is speaking to you. And I want you to think about how incredible that is. That the creator of all things, the supreme being, is personally, intentionally speaking to you. That's amazing. You know what? That's more amazing than you realize. That's more amazing than I'm capable of realizing that God wants to speak to me. Um, so, how many of you would be willing to admit that if you were to believe what I just said, that God is speaking to you, and if you were to believe that that's the truth, you would have to admit if He's speaking, then I'm not hearing it. It's okay. It's okay, yeah. There's a reason for that. So, I have a little old school illustration for this to show you what's happening. Um, because God is speaking to you. It's not an issue of him being quiet or you're not able, you know, you... you you're just the one that he's not talking to. He's talking to other people, but not you. No, he's speaking to you. Just like, well, does anybody know what this is? Let me see if I can get this out here. I know I, I had to go to a museum. This is, this is from a long forgotten age. Do you know what this is? It is. It's a radio. Yes. It's a radio. And let me see. I know how to work this because I remember 
But there's this thing right here, and it goes up like this. Yeah, that's right. It's an antenna. Thank you. We have some historians with us here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's... Uh, yeah. So what happens with the radio? What's the principle? The principle is that right now, there, is, there are transmissions or radio waves that are moving through the air right now as, we're, as you're sitting here. You can't hear it, but they are coming through this room. And if I turn the radio on, let's see what we get. Okay. Static. That works for our illustration because you're like, that's what I hear when I try to listen to God. But if I tune in, oh, oh. Now, did you know, did you know that was coming through the room? Did you know that that was literally coming through this room, actually going through your body while you're sitting here? But it was, and it is. See, it's still there. But what did we have to do? I had to tune in to be able to pick that up and actually hear it. That's what's happening. Listen to me. That is what's happening. God is speaking to you, but you have to tune in. It's, it's not that he's not trying to communicate with you. It's, it comes down to our ability to hear. And sometimes God is talking to you, and we're just kind of sitting there smiling, right? But not hearing what he's saying and not communicating back. And um, I found a video that I think illustrates this. And uh, we haven't tested it, so we're going to see if it works. But let's check out this video real quick. Hello there, I'm Nicholas Brahan, and welcome to Brahan's Books. Today, I'm going to be interviewing young Stephen Berlou about his newest book, Willows. So Stephen, what was the inspiration? Stephen, answer the question. Answer the question, Stephen. Stephen, answer the question. Answer it, Stephen. Answer the question, Stephen. Answer the question, Stephen. Stephen. Stephen, answer the question. Stephen! Stephen! Answer the question, Stephen! Stephen! Stephen, answer the question! Answer it, Stephen!
Stephen. Stephen. Answer the question, Stephen. Answer it, Stephen! Stephen. Stephen. Answer the question, Stephen. Well, that's all the time we have for you today. And don't forget to pick up Stephen Berlue's Willows at your local bookstore. We'll see you next time. But until then, happy reading. Don't be Stephen. Don't be Stephen. You know, but, like, we are hearing voices in our head. We're hearing, that's the name of this message, hearing voices. We're hearing voices all the time. And just to kind of, I'm the type of a person that likes to analyze things. And just to think about what's actually happening right now is my brain is having a thought and I'm using my words to make a sound, and your ears are hearing that sound, and then your brain is turning that into a thought or an idea, right? So I'm communicating to you, but it starts here, and it ends up up here for you too. But you're hearing thoughts all through the day, and many of those thoughts don't originate as a sound that you hear, but you still are hearing thoughts. In other words, to make it sound just a little bit more creepy, we're all hearing voices, right? We're hearing voices, that's fine. And these thoughts, they can come from one of three places. These thoughts can come from God. And that's what we're talking about tonight, is, where it was, is how to hear and respond to God. But these thoughts can also come from ourself. You can talk to yourself. I talk to myself. I encourage myself. I remind myself. I think about things. And these thoughts can come from the enemy, the devil. So they can come from one of three places. Now, if you're, if you're hearing physical, audible voices, then you're hearing them from other people. But I'm just talking about what we're hearing up here. So the question is, how do you tell the difference? How are you able to take those things that you hear and figure out, is God talking to me? Is that God? Did God just tell me to do something? Or was that just my thought? Did God say to do that? Was that the devil? How do you figure it out? Well, first of all, you have to be able to understand how God talks to you. Let's figure out how God does this. So let's look at different ways that God speaks to you. Number one is through the Bible. It's important to know the Bible. Now, when I say know the Bible, I'm not saying take that giant thick book and memorize the whole Bible. I do not mean that. 
But if you read the Bible with the intention of learning about God, hearing the voice of God, learning about Jesus, learning what he taught, then that word will go into your heart and it will cause a change to happen. Because the Bible is different than any other book that has ever existed in history. It is a living book. It's a living book. And the Bible itself is a means of God communicating to you. It's a way that he communicates to you. And when you pick up your Bible or pick up your phone and use your Bible app, and you read the Bible with an open heart, God will speak to you through those words that you read. It's a very powerful way to hear from the voice of God. God will speak to you through words. He may actually use words to speak to you. Um, sometimes he'll speak to you loudly. Sometimes the Bible talks about how he'll speak to you in a still, small voice. There are some people that have heard an audible voice. I never have, but I know people that have. And, but there have been times, and I'm not going to say that it's like every day, but there have been times that I've heard God speak to me. Now remember, I just talked to you about the process that's happening right now, where I'm thinking about something, and so I'm speaking a word, and then your ears are hearing that, and then your brain is understanding the idea. Well, sometimes when God speaks to you, he just bypasses all of that and speaks directly to your mind or to your heart. And so sometimes he'll speak to you in words. You know, he might say, hey, I want you to stop what you're doing and pray right now, or something like that. Um, another way that we find in the Bible that God speaks to people is through visions. And what that can look like without that being weird or mysterious, sometimes this will happen with me. God will just show me a picture. He'll just show me. There was a time recently in uh, our weekend service when uh, I wasn't playing on the stage, but I was, I was down worshiping with everybody else, and God wanted me to stop what I was doing and actually kneel at my seat during worship. And I didn't hear him say, Aaron, I want you to kneel. What, I, what happened was I saw myself in my mind. I saw a picture of myself stopping and kneeling. And because I'm paying attention to the Holy Spirit, I understood that that was God speaking to me and showing me what he wanted me to do. He'll also speak to you through dreams. Have any of you, and you don't have to raise your hand, but have any of you ever had a dream when you woke up and you realized, I think God was trying to tell me something in that dream. That's happened to me before. And again, if you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, you can ask him to explain to you, if it's a crazy weird dream, you can ask him to explain to you what that meant. You see that all through the Bible. That, that happens all through the Bible where that's a a way that God has communicated with people. You don't need to go out and buy some kind of dream interpretation book. You have the Holy Spirit, and he can show that to you. Sometimes God will speak to you through others. In the New Testament, in uh, 1 Corinthians, it talks about how God has given us gifts through his Holy Spirit. And sometimes God will give someone what's called a word of knowledge 
or a prophecy. And they'll come up to you and they'll say, I feel like God told me to share this with you. And sometimes he'll speak to you through others. And then the last thing is sometimes God will speak to you through the Holy Spirit. And I'm not talking about the things that I mentioned already. I'm just talking about sometimes you'll just get um, a prompting. That's the best word I can think of um, to do something. A kind of a nudge or an impression, you know. If I'm like walking by here and I just feel like I walk by Hannah and it's like, stop, talk to Hannah. I may not hear God say to do that, but I just understand that that's what I'm supposed to do. So the Holy Spirit will help me understand it because this is what the Bible says. The Holy Spirit is our guide. He's with us to help us live a life that glorifies God and, and that serves God's purposes for our life. So God will speak to you through these things. Now, those are ways God speaks. How do you know that if the thought you're having in your head is not the enemy speaking to you? You know, it's like, well, I don't want to get this wrong. I don't, I've got this, I feel like I'm supposed to do this thing, but, you know, I don't know. I feel like God shared something with me, but maybe it's not God. Maybe it's the devil. Well, Having that relationship with the Holy Spirit is really the main answer to that. But I can tell you this, that when you hear the enemy speaking to you, and you all have, uh, many times this, he will use the same strategy. Uh, he will attack you because he's not here to help you. <laughs> he will attack you with an I statement. So, in other words, uh, he won't come up to Jessica and say, Jessica, you are a failure. He'll come up, if he wants to attack Jessica, he'll come up and say, Jessica, he, well, he won't say Jessica. He'll just come up to her and say, I am a failure. You understand what I'm saying? See how that works? He's not going, because if Jessica's sitting here and she hears something in her head and it says, Jessica, you are a failure, she's going to be like, what? No, I'm not. But if she hears a thought in her head that says, I am a failure, she might be quicker to consider that unless she's really grounded in who she is. And that's the way that the enemy will come and try to speak to you. So that's another voice in your head. You might hear something that says, I have no value. You might hear a, a voice that says, I'm always going to fail. You might hear a voice that says, I'm not worthy of love. If you hear an I statement that is negative, derogatory, destructive in your head, it could be you having a bad day, but it's just as much of a chance that it could be the enemy trying to attack you. So that's a voice in your head. You've got to be able to understand. The Bible says that the devil is the father of lies. And so it's his nature to tell lies. It's what he does. He opens his mouth, and that's what comes out. He can't even help it. So how do you know if it's just your own thoughts and not God? Well, we'll get to that in a second. So let's talk about how God guides us. So let's, let's assume and let's hope that we can understand that we hear the voice of God. 
some of these thoughts that, in your, that are in your head, you're starting to, to realize, I think God's talking to me. So how does God guide us? Well, how many of you guys have been in a boat with a rudder or, or something other than a rowboat, right? Okay. So you guys know that if you're in a boat with a rudder or an outboard motor or whatever, you can sit there and move it all day long. But it's not going to change the direction of the boat until the boat starts moving, right? I mean, you can move the rudder. You can, you can change the direction of the, the outboard motor, but the boat is going to be oriented in the same direction until it starts to move. It's the same way with an airplane. It's the same way with a car, right? Sit in your driveway and turn the, the steering wheel. It's not going to change the direction of the car until the car starts to move. And God guides you as you move. You have to move. You have to step out. You have to walk. You have to move forward. Um, a lot of times you take that first step of faith and God will start guiding you. I've heard somebody say, he was actually our old youth pastor way back in the day. He would say, a lot of times God leads more by red lights than by green lights. What does that mean? That means that you just start walking. And if you're going the wrong direction, God will tell you, please stop. You're going the wrong direction. Go this way. But you need to start moving. You need to start moving. Um, you know, if you look at what happened in the New Testament with Paul, when Paul started going on all these missionary journeys to plant churches all over the place, you'll see Paul talk about how we tried to go into this country, but the Holy Spirit wouldn't let us. And then we tried to go over here, and the Holy Spirit said, don't go over there. And so that's what was happening, is Paul's moving forward, the Holy Spirit's guiding him. Uh, Proverbs 16, 19 says this. Do we have it? There it is. That's a cool font. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. God can't direct your steps if you're standing still. You've got to start moving. You've got to start taking steps. Okay. I'm going to jump around in my notes here just a little bit. Have you ever had a situation where somebody was telling you about a really important decision in their life and they said, God said to do it. God said. God said. Now this is, this is a tricky situation because maybe God did say to do it. Just because somebody said God said to do it doesn't mean that he didn't say to do it. But just because somebody said God said to do it doesn't mean that he did say to do it. And so it's important to bring this up, God said. Because invoking the phrase God said does a couple significant things. Number one, it shuts down conversation. 
okay? So if you're willing to say God said, then that means you're willing to no longer receive wise counsel. Um, you know what? My wife and I, we've, we've got two cars. You know, she's got a car and I've got a car. Uh, God said sell those cars. Okay, that's great. But if God didn't say sell those cars, then we're just going to be sitting around without cars. Right? If God did say to sell those cars, then he's got a reason for it, and we can trust him, and we can step by faith into his plan. But you better know that God said, if you're going to say God said. So here are some questions to ask uh, to help keep you lined up with God's plan. Number one, does what God said line up with how God speaks? We talked about the different ways that God speaks. Does, when, if you heard God say to do something, and especially if it's an important, significant thing, does it line up with how God speaks? Or did it come from some other strange place? Number two, does what God said conflict with the Bible or other trusted ways or other trusted words from God? Is the God said that you're dealing with in conflict with other uh, words, scriptures, or people that normally you would trust? Are you in a position of tension because you believe God said something that goes against everything else that you would normally trust? Those are important questions to ask. What if the thing God said makes every other godly voice in your life hesitant to support it? If that's the case, there are two possibilities. If that's the case, there are two possibilities. Number one, God said it and everyone else is missing it. Or number two, God didn't say it and you're missing it. So that's why it's so important when you're in a God-said uh, place that you really understand and know and are assured that God said. Being led by God requires humility and holding things with an open hand. And let me say this. God said followed by any major change must be paired with wise counsel. This is because God said is often used to avoid wise counsel. And how do I know that? Because I've done it. I partially know that because I've had it done to me many, many times. Hey, can I talk to you about this thing you're wanting to do? I really don't feel like it's a wise choice. Hey, you know what God said? Oh, okay, well, I guess we don't have anything to talk about then. I mean, if God said, then it doesn't really matter what I say. But I've done it. I can give you two examples. One, one, one example where I got it right, one example where I got it wrong. Um, way back in 2004, we were at another church. I was on staff. All our friends were there. That was where I was getting my paycheck. Um, Something happened that I found out about that made me pray. And I said, I'm going to take a little bit of time and pray. 
and see what God wants me to do about this thing that I heard. And so I went home and prayed the same day that I heard this, and immediately I heard God say, you need to leave. And I'm like, leave? And he's like, you need to leave. And I'm like, but all my friends are here. This is my job. This is how we pay our bills. We know nothing outside of this. And God's like, you need to leave. And so I said, God, this is a big decision. And I need to know that this is you and not me. And within 24 hours, I got three confirmations that it was God speaking. Three. And I resigned the next day. And that was, I'd been at that church for 14 years. Everything I knew was there. Everything our family knew was there. But God said, and we obeyed. And it was right. And it was his will. But then if you fast forward a few years, uh, Pastor Sean heard from God to start Journey Church. And I had been praying about this in the months leading up to it. And this is actually a really cool separate story, but I'm just going to tell you the super short version. I knew that God wanted to use me in ministry, and so I told God, God, I will do anything you ask me to do. I just want to know what the next step is by the 4th of July. And this was in March. And on the 4th of July, Pastor Sean pulled me aside and said, hey, God told us to start a church. So I'm like, wow, is that cool or what? It's like, the very day. And so we started Journey Church. Now, our family lived up, way up in St. Joe. And so anytime we had anything going on at Journey, we had to make that big, long drive from St. Joe. And I was getting tired of making the drive, and we didn't feel connected. And I knew that it was God's will for us to be at Journey Church. Now, I had not heard direction on when we were supposed to come down here. But I knew that God said, right, that you're supposed to be a part of Journey Church. And so I took that God said, God said, and I applied it to this other decision of quit my job, sell my house, move to Liberty, Missouri. And we did that. And God did not say to do that. Not at that time. He would eventually tell us to do that, but not at that time. And we paid a huge price. We had three really hard, hard years because I did something that was outside of God's timing. It was in his will, but it was not in his time. And so I, I decided that God had said, God did not really say, so God's will with God's timing, yes. God's will not God's timing, no, don't do it. So you've got to know these things. Now, I told you God can, God's, God can speak to you through others. You can get a God said through other people. And sometimes that can be an incredible thing. A lot of times it'll be a confirmation of something God's already told you. And sometimes it can be off. It can be wrong. Because God works through people, and people are not perfect. And so when I was 13 years old, uh, I had just started playing guitar. In fact, ironically, and this is so bizarre, 
That yellow guitar right there, which actually belongs to Sean, was my first guitar, my first electric guitar. And I only had it for about three months, and then I got a different guitar. And then somehow that ended up in Sean's hands. It's crazy. But this thing of playing the guitar, God told my dad to buy me a guitar at 13. And it literally affected the whole course of my life. It affected everything. It got me in the church where I met my wife, where I got my first job in church, where I started into ministry. It affected everything. And... At that key moment, when I was just starting to step in to this plan for, for my life, our church, at the, where I was at at the time, had a guy come in who had a really famous prophetic ministry. He was very well known. People who follow that kind of thing would, today would know who this guy is. And at the end of the service, he invited people to come forward and he would pray for him. And so I went up there because I'm like, oh, I want this guy to pray for me, man. Everybody knows who this guy is. This is going to be awesome. And I get up there, and he says, you think you know what God wants to do with your life, but you're wrong. And then he said some other thing. And when he said those words, you think you know, I knew exactly what he was talking about. And as soon as I heard him speak those words... I heard the Holy Spirit speak to my heart and say, no, that's a false word, ignore it. And I said, and I just said, okay, thank you. And I just walked away. But thankfully, the Holy Spirit was close enough to me that he was able to protect me from a wrong word. And so when, you, when you're dealing with a God said, you have to be, you have to be right. <laughs> You, you can't take chances with that. Um, so I'll tell you one more short little funny story. Uh, Sarah, my wife's cousin, um, when she was about 20, uh, we were in this really big church, and she, was, she played volleyball in college. She was like six feet tall, blonde, and had a lot of attention from the male gender. And she had three different guys that came up to her at church that said, God said, you and I are to be wed. <laughs> three different guys all got the same word. All of them. And the thing is, she did end up marrying the right guy. And it wasn't any of those guys. But what happened? Did God get it wrong? Was he changing his mind? Was he, was he not sure? Was he telling one guy, then telling him? No. It was a God said that was not a real, true God said. So when it is not a God thing, it's, really, it's a really bad thing. Because in a case like that, now this, listen to this. In a case like that, it's someone using God's authority to force something that they want to happen. It's someone using God's authority to force something they want to happen. If I say, Hannah, God said for you to come clean out my garage. 
Well, if God didn't say that, then that's just me manipulating her to come do something for me. And that's bad. That's bad. Don't do that. And so uh, we have to get this right. This is so important. And, this, and it, I see this happening. You guys know I have 10-year-old twins, right? David and Kylie. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sometimes, I'll be, sometimes I'll be sitting in my house, and I'll hear a statement that sounds something like, David, Dad said... David, you're supposed to take that in the other room. Dad said. Now, sometimes it's true. Sometimes dad, sometimes dad did say to do that. But if I didn't say to do that, that's really wrong because she's borrowing my authority to get him to do something that she wants him to do. And so God said is a very powerful and precious statement so God guides us. What do you need to hear God? What do you need to hear for God to guide you? Well, you need, I told you you need knowledge of the Bible. Uh, wise counsel from more spiritually mature friends and leaders. Courage, humility. These are things you need to hear God guide you. And if you are contemplating a change in direction... And you're standing on a God said as the reason. Make sure it follows these guidelines. Because like I told you, I've got my God said moments where God did say. And I obeyed. And it was awesome. But you need to be sure that it follows these guidelines. Number one, it doesn't violate God's word. God will never tell you to do something that violates his word. So you got to know his word. And if you're not sure, go talk to somebody that knows his word and see if it violates God's word. Number two, it's accompanied by a confirmation. If there's a major change, a major decision, God will lead you and guide you in those because the Bible says that's what he does. But almost all the time, it will be accompanied by some sort of confirmation. He, like, like me, within 24 hours, I had three different confirmations that that was God. And so I had the boldness and the courage that I needed to act on it. Number three, uh, wise counsel for more spiritually mature leaders, friends, family. Um, a lot of times the way God speaks to you is through other people. Because we're in the body of Christ. And, and because we fit together that way. That's how he designed it to work. And then number four, be sure you're walking in humility. Spiritual pride will pull you off course as quickly as anything. It will blind you. The Bible actually says uh, that God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And so be sure that you're walking in humility. Now, um, let's see. I'm wrapping this up. I want to say one last thing, and then we're going to uh, we're going to call it good. I just want to say something to tie back into the first thing that I told you guys when I jumped up here. 
about your calling, okay? Now listen, everybody in this room is called by God. If you decided that you're going to follow Jesus, you have a calling of God on your life. It's not just missionaries or pastors or people like that who have a calling. We all have a calling of God on our life. And your calling is one of the most important times that you need to be able to recognize God's voice. But you don't find your calling. Okay? You don't find your calling. Your job is to follow God. Your job is to be obedient to God. And if you seek God and you follow God and you invest yourself in knowing God, your calling will find you. I, again, I, I served full time in ministry for years and years and years. And I heard God call me when I was 32 years old. It's crazy. But man, when it happened, I knew. I knew. So let me close by saying this. And let me ask the band to come up because we're going to close it out with, uh, we're going to do a song and the prayer ministry team is going to come up here. And I want to invite you guys, if you, if anything that I said tonight has hit home, am I hearing from God? I'm having a hard time understanding what voice is God, what voice is me. I think God did say something, but I'm not sure now. If you have any questions, if, you, if any of this has hit home, while we do this song, I want to invite you to come up here and pray with one of the prayer ministry people. But let me ask you this. Where are you tonight? Where are you tonight? Are you listening to the voice of God? Is it his voice? Is it your voice? Is it the enemy's voice? Are you following his plan? Are you, are, are, are you, are you following your plan and telling people God said, Do you need to respond to his call and start moving? Are you sitting and waiting for God to give you direction when you really need to get up and start moving and then he'll direct your steps? All of these questions have answers in the Holy Spirit. And he'll, he'll answer those questions. But we have to pursue him and step into his presence and listen. And so I'm going to ask the band to do this song, Spirit Lead Me. And uh, I want to also ask the prayer ministry team to come up here. And if, like I said, if you want to be prayed for during this time, then come up here and pray with one of these guys and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what he's saying to you. Because remember, just like this radio, God is talking. We just have to tune in and listen. Holy Spirit, we invite you right now. Lord, we, re we know that you've been with us this whole night. It's been so wonderful. But Lord, right now as we just focus in and we sing this last song, God, we're just telling you that we need your wisdom. We need your guidance. You, you said, Lord, in your word that if anyone lacks wisdom, let them ask of God and you'll give wisdom. And so, Lord, as we 
want to hear your voice. We want to tune in. We want to hear what you're saying. We want to be sure that when we say, God said, you really did say. Lord, I pray that you would give us a revelation of that. I pray that you would fill us with wisdom. And I pray that you would make the steps that we need to take next clear to us and direct us in Jesus' name.